Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mom of six kids, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Payne Show. I have a repeat guest in studio that I am so excited to bring back to you. She has a brand new book, but more than that, I just appreciate her heart. I appreciate how she is constantly pointing people to Jesus through her work. And so Lisa Whittle has a brand new book called God Knows When Your Worries and Whys Need More Than Temporary Relief. That subtitle right there, I was just like, give me this book. (laughs) We all need this book. But Lisa, before we dive into this book and just your journey with writing this and where God has you, I'd love for you to just reintroduce yourself briefly to my audience for those who maybe they're new to you or didn't hear your other episode. Well, thanks for having me back. First of all, it's fun to be with you. Um, yeah, gosh, been married for 28 years, have three kids. They're mostly grown. I have one, one that's grown, married, and well, the other two are grown, but they're in college. So, um, yeah, that and been writing for a long time. I run a couple of online communities, one for people who want to write and speak. Uh, podcast, creative entrepreneur. And um, I also speak and um, yeah, that that's kind of it in a nutshell, I'd say. And you got up at 4am to get on a flight <laughs> to be here. Like that, that is just, that's a lot because you were planning to get to Nashville yesterday, correct? That's and then right. yeah, travel things, was. things changed. And so thank you for persevering and just <laughs> making it work. Um, I was just telling you before we started recording that I was on your Instagram and there was something that you had shared on there where you were just really pointing to Jesus and how it's so easy in this culture, I I feel like with social media, for us to kind of get on these bandwagons and, you know, everybody is saying like, this is a good thing or this is a bad thing, or half the people are saying this is good and half the people are saying it's bad. And it's so easy to kind of feel like you need to come out and give your opinion and state where you stand and all that. And you were just talking about how Jesus is what really matters. Mm. How have you walked that out? Because I think there's there's got to be times when it's hard. Like you want to say something or you feel something bubbling up in you, but how do you walk that well and where has that come from? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I really want to say my opinion all the time, honestly. I mean, that's my personality. I I love to give my opinion. I'm never short on it. But I think, you know, through the years I've come to realize, number one, we think people want to hear our opinion much more than they actually do. We, let me say it even maybe better. We think people need to hear our opinion Mm. much more than they actually do. I think through the years, I've also come to the place where, and I think age does this to you a, a bit. You realize, man. I have a lot to learn. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I've I've just come to the place where I've I've been humbled through my life. I've realized 
places I've been wrong. I, I like to think that I am pretty discerning. I like to think I get a good read on people pretty quickly. But the times that I've been wrong, I've been woefully wrong. And so I think you have a couple of those incidents and you think, man, I might, I might need to think about this a bit before I say something publicly and put my foot really far into my mouth. And I, I just also think that there are so many opinions floating around in general, and we're all so weary of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen, I'm I'm a student of the internet. I'm I'm just like everybody else. I get on there and I think, you know, isn't it refreshing when someone just says, Yeah, I love you. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not here to kind of give you my opinion today. I'm here to just say I love you and I'd encourage you to um you know, find joy in life today or something like that. I mean, just something really simple. It's like you get a reprieve from all of that. There's something special about that. And so I'm not advocating for never giving your opinion goodness or never giving some counsel. We need that as well. But, man, those of us who think we need to just constantly be giving our opinion about everything, no, we don't. And at the end of the day, what we probably need to be doing is pointing people in a direction, because of my faith, I believe that's in the direction of Jesus, uh, that actually has the answers for life. And um, I know that I tend to run out of those. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Okay, so you said that this book is the period at the end of a three-book sentence, I guess we could call it that. Yeah. Talk talk about these three books that you wrote and kind of the process of what you are hoping for readers to walk through as they read this one and the other two that you wrote before. Mm. Yeah, you know, this has been a unique process for me. I've been writing for a, a while. These are not my first books, these three that, that you're referencing. But... I had the most unique process with this because I felt very strongly that they were three books that I were supposed that I was supposed to write in what I call a trilogy. Now my publisher doesn't call it a trilogy, and the re- and for good reason because each of these books stands alone. Mm-hmm. You don't need to read all three of them for them to make sense. They are all on different topics. They all relate to different places of need, but. The reason why I call this book, God Knows, a period on the end of a three-book sentence is because the three aspects that I'm talking about in the books, Jesus Over Everything, that was book one, The Hard Good, book two, and then God Knows, book three, is because these are the three things that I believe you need in a spiritual life, Mm -hmm. in your faith walk. Number one, and Jesus over everything I talked about, the importance of putting Jesus first. It's about your priorities. It's priority order, and it helps you uncomplicate your life. The second and the hard good, which is dealing with your stuff and, and helping you show up for your life, which I talked about the last time I was on this show. And then God knows, which is talking about having more than temporary relief in your life, but getting that pain relief that everybody is looking for in God knows. And I believe you find that when you find rest in what's really 
going to bring you that relief and it's not going to be yourself and it's not going to be your methods and it's not going to be your control and all of the things that we think. And so these three books really do work together in that process. And so again, you can, you don't have to read all three, but it is a full picture of, I believe someone's spiritual life. And so this book having the period at the end of the sentence, this is a rest book. Mm. This is a, Hey, this is the final word on this. This is where you find rest. And so I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about it because it's changed me. I'm excited about it because I believe it is the rest that people are looking for. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the process that I went through. So with Jesus over everything and the hard good, do you feel like that people need to prioritize and work through their stuff before they can get to that rest? Or could they just get to that rest? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I I think, you know, if somebody's priorities are completely out of whack, I think there would be, it would be more difficult for you to feel uh, all the results of the rest that you need. Because if your life is in chaos, uh, certainly you're not going to rest the same. You know, it would kind of be like uh, you're trying to decorate in a room that is full of clutter, right? So I certainly think there would be a benefit to getting your getting your stuff in order first. Absolutely. Uh, I, I still think you could read God Knows where I'm talking about how God knows about your past. God knows your future. God knows your secret struggles. And in that book... We deal with some of the things that probably makes your priorities be out of whack. So you're going to get some of the same benefit. I just dive into it a little bit further in Jesus Over Everything. So that's a great question. I do think you could rest, uh, could find rest in reading that book alone. But I also do think getting your priorities in order is going to be really, really important for you to fully be able to rest in the way you need to. Mm -hmm. So you said this is a rest book. I feel like we live in a culture that possibly devalues rest. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like rest is so important? Well, you know, even as you were saying that, and even as we've been talking about rest, I was thinking about the fact that when you, when you read this, maybe the subtitle, or you even read the back of the book, you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, this is a book about rest because I don't necessarily talk about rest that much, but that's where you are going to come as you find this pain relief that you're looking for. Why is it so important and why does culture devalue it? Because we are a people of hustle and we value uh, production. And, you know, we were talking about this off air. I love production. I love work. I love getting things done. All of those things. But there's a couple of things at play. Number one, a lot of times we work and we overwork because we are looking to numb something or find relief from something. And it's just easier to just kind of produce. And so we just keep doing that. Rest feels like a waste of time. And it also is a place where typically we are quiet. And when we're quiet in a place of rest, that pain that we are experiencing in our life is very loud. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're looking for pain relief. And the last thing we want to do is be in a space where we're quiet. I mean, I, I know I can even remember times when I was, I'm, I'm going to say like in my teenage years where there was something that I was experiencing in my life, some kind of angst, and maybe I was running away from my spiritual life. I was running away from the Lord. And I can remember getting in my car and the first thing I would do is blast my stereo because the last thing I wanted to do was be quiet with my thoughts or let alone that the Lord might speak to my heart, that I might face some kind of conviction. Now, I'd, I wanted to hear you know, the loud radio and drown that out. There's nothing wrong with playing the radio, obviously. No one plays the radio anymore. You know, that dates me a little bit, right? But there's no, nothing wrong with anything with, 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 with listening to music. It's the, it was a sense of just, let me get relief from my pain. Let me just listen to music. Let me not hear even my, my own thoughts in my head. So it's not like rest of laying down. It's rest from whatever you need to rest from. And it's so, so important because... I opened this book saying everybody wants pain relief. That's what it is, Crystal. It's pain relief. That's what we're all looking for. And I would say, I would put forth that what we're all looking for, this pain relief, it it just simply cannot be found in all the temporary ways we try to get it. And it can be temporarily found. It just won't last. And so rather than continue to try all of our methods, I'm saying, I want to tell you who God is. And I want you to find your relief there because who God is is never going to change, even when the world blows up and goes crazy. And I'm saying blows up in a figurative way. But as the world becomes crazier and crazier, God is never going to change. And so you can find your rest in him. So what are some of the things that people are looking to for pain relief? Well, I think uh, we're looking to all of the typical methods. It might be, and I talk about this a lot in my chapter on secret struggles, it might be numbing out to Netflix. It might be, it might be um, an addiction, you know, an addiction to, and by the way, an addiction could be anything. It could be, you could be addicted to, you know, opioids. It could be, you could be addicted to your, your wine. It could be all of those kinds of things, but also you could be addicted to your perfectionism. You know, we can drown ourselves in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked before and I, I wrote about this in Jesus over everything. I, I can drown myself in shopping in a hurry. And so I think those kinds of relief, methods are are very broad in spectrum and some of them are sneakier that's one of the reasons why in the chapter on secret struggles i opened up not with a story about some kind of addiction that we might necessarily go to in our brains a secret struggle that we might be hiding maybe an addiction to porn but i opened it up talking about my mother who used to go to cvs pharmacy every day when my father was was very sick and he had this this a uh, heart condition that was a, a fatal heart condition if he didn't have his medication, but they were they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And so she would go to CVS every day and buy two pills, just two pills, because they couldn't afford that one lump sum at the at the beginning of the month to to buy his prescription for the month. So every 
day, just those two pills, they would have just enough to buy those two pills so that he could stay alive. And it was a secret struggle. And it wasn't that it was a wrong private secret struggle, but it was a struggle that only she and the pharmacist and God knew about every day. The struggle for him to stay alive, for them to make ends meet. And what a burden that she was living under every single day that nobody but she and God knew about, but God knew about it. There's a lot of people that can relate to that. Maybe they're not addicted to something, but maybe they're living privately in this with this secret pain that only God knows about. Mm-hmm. And that's really important that we understand that and talk about things like that, that God knows mm-hmm. that you're living with something like that. And maybe it's somebody else's struggle that has now become yours because you're close with them, mm. things like that. Yeah. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. If you've heard me talk at all over the last few years, you know that I went through a season where I had very severe seasonal allergies and it took me a while to figure out what was triggering it. And it was debilitating. If you've ever suffered from this, I actually had my polyps got really swollen in my nose and then I got chronic rhinitis. So I could not smell out of my nose. And not only that, but I would have these really awful headaches, the kind that just kept me from being able to enjoy my life. And I started going to an ENT and one of the things that he recommended was Claritin D. And so for a time period, I took Claritin and it was such a help to me. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It works so well. I am a living testament to how well it works. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. So if you've ever suffered from seasonal allergies, if you can relate to kind of some of the things that I have experienced and you want some relief, I highly recommend checking out Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot 
I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoire has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. This episode is sponsored by Byheart, and I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in, and all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. So how do we know the difference between like you were talking about some of the things like I know for me, I've had an addiction to busyness. Mm -hmm. I've had an addiction to approval and it can be a good thing. Like, you know, getting things done and doing things for others. It, It could look the same, but my heart can be different. Like I can do the same thing with a different heart, but how do we know that this is an addiction or this is something that is a secret struggle that is a really negative, unhealthy thing when it might look good. Yeah. 
No, that's a great question. I think sometimes there is a thin line between some of these things, right? Because, for instance, I'm a person that wants to, um, I fight for, I fight for the underdog. I want justice to be done, right? So that's great because I'm a great advocate for people. I'm a great warrior for justice, but I also can, that also can go wrong. And I can, I can begin to believe that somehow it's all up to me to save people, to, you know, to fight every single battle. And then when you do that, you're taking burdens on yourself. And so I think when, when things become burdensome, when things, when you begin to believe that something is up to you, whether that plays out in the way that, you know, you, your approval situations or my justice situations, um, you know, it's the same thing with control because right you know many of us run households and so we need things to be managed that's also positive but those things can can dip into control issues and before you know it you're in this whole situation where you are thinking that if i don't control everything then everything will go wrong. And so I think when you begin to sort of elevate yourself to a position where you are sure that everything's going to fall apart if you don't fill in the blank, that's when you need to check yourself. I also put some charts in the book that I think are helpful, like um, kind of how you're in a fear loop or when you're in a fear loop. Things like that are really important, I felt, for people reading because, you know, a lot of times we say, well, you know, we don't want to have any fear in life, which, by the way, I think is impossible. I think that fear is managed. I don't think that it is um, complete, can be completely eradicated in life. I don't know if that's good news or bad news for someone listening, but I hope that it's comforting to you that there's not some magic pill that you go through life and you're all of a sudden able to never fear again. I think it can be overcome in, in moments. I think it is managed um, by the help of the Lord. But, you know, if you think about it, fear can be healthy. I mean, there's a reason why we don't just go jump off cliffs. It's because, you know, healthy fear is good. But fear loops and things that you get into, those things are not good. And so I think even things like that, Crystal, are important to note. Where where am I getting into an unhealthy fear where I'm actually now looping around? One fear is morphing into another, uh, and and now I'm actually in a place where I've become unhealthy with it. And so things like that are are important to note. I loved how you have so many practical things. It's not just theoretical. It's very practical. Like here's how you take this information and apply it in your everyday life. There's so much that I have underlined and marked and dog-eared in this book, but um, I love this. You said to truly feel the things we crave, steadied, loved, strong, comforted. We have to have firsthand experience with them. They can't be far off cognitive concepts. They have to be things we felt deep inside our bones when we couldn't provide them for ourselves. The mystery of God's hand on us in ways we cannot explain in words. Otherwise, it's just a nice thought. Nice thoughts don't help us in our hardships. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about you've walked through deep waters, dark times. 
what is it like to know that God knows when you're in those deep waters and dark times? Mm. You might give me a tear up a little bit here. I tell you, um, I think this is why this book is so meaningful to me, Crystal, is because it's not just words to me. And I, I, it's, it's remarkable to me, you know, I think after a while when you, when you live your life for a while, you, you begin to think, can I really change things that I've been for a long time or problems that I've had or struggles that I've faced somewhere inside you, you, you hope that you can get better in some ways. And this book for me has become something that I've, I've really changed in and grown. And for, for me, that's kind of been remarkable because my whole life, I've, I've wanted to sort of control my environment. I, I felt pretty capable in it. Um, and yet that justice piece for me, when I hear things that don't settle in my spirit well, when I see things that aren't fair, uh, that's threatened to eat my lunch, honestly. It's threatened to make me not love people, make me um, be really mad, especially at people that claim faith or whatever the case may be. And so to, to know in my spirit and believe that God knows, which, which means, right, that God is going to take care of it, that God has it, that God is in charge. That brings me a level of comfort that I don't have otherwise because I struggle to trust people. I struggle to believe in, um, you know, I'll just say it. I struggle to believe in government sometimes. I struggle to believe in um even, you know, in, in, in people that hold positions in faith. You know, my father went through a really big fall uh, in ministry. He was a pastor. And so I can be skeptical. And so for me to have someone that I fully believe in, that he knows, that he has it, that he's in charge, that has given me a place to rest like none other. I don't even believe in myself all the time. I know that I can fail and fall. And so I think that's that's just changed me. And so I know because it's changed me and I'm a really hard case that that it can help and change others. And so it's much more than just the words God knows. It really is a concept that if if people will really grab onto it, I, I do believe it'll change their life. Mm. I know in my own life, um, I was just, it was interesting. I was just on a podcast interview recently for my book that came out and I had interviewed with that same person two years before. And at the end of the interview, we were offline. She goes, Crystal, you just seem like a different person. (laughs) And she said, I don't know what's happened in your life, but you just seem so calm Mm -hmm. and so confident and just so at peace. And I 
received those words. I was so grateful for that, but really camped on, okay, what has changed? And, and I think it's, it's this concept for me. It's walking through a really hard season with David, who we adopted, but just walking through all of his needs and going to the ER, going through surgeries, just feeling like I don't have what it takes. Yeah. Like this is too much for me, but seeing God's faithfulness yeah. and seeing him, him be faithful over and over and over again. And so then just having that deep, deep peace, like he knows, yeah. like he has got this. I don't have what it takes, but he does. And so when I lean into that, when I rely upon him, like you said, it's that rest. Yeah. It's, there might be so much going on around me, but in my heart, there's just this deep abiding rest because I can just release it to him. Yes. And the interesting thing is, you know, this phrase is familiar. People say God knows and it rolls off our tongue. But I think if we would sit in it for a minute and we would really think about it, well, one, do I really believe that? Do do I actually believe it? I mean, that actually is what led me to even write this because I, and I wrote this in the back of the book, I made a list. If I really do believe this, I challenged myself. Lisa, do you really believe God knows? Okay, if you do, then this would be the result. These things will happen if you truly believe this. And I made a list. You can read it in the book. And I I can tell you that after the process of writing, which, you know, takes, as you know, months, years, by the time the books come, book comes out, I wouldn't say the list is perfect for me. I wouldn't say everything is, yeah, oh, perfect, and it's all, you know, tied up in a bow. I will say that many of the things on that list are different for me now. That as I've challenged my own belief, if I really believe this, if I really believe he knows, if I, and in studying his omniscience and what that really means and what that looks like, that I, I am different. Mm-hmm. I am different. I, I don't worry like I used mm-hmm. to. I don't have the same. It has mellowed me in a way that I, I can't even believe myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm grateful for that because, mm-hmm. boy, I spent a lot of time tied up in a lot of knots. Yeah. I love that. And I just think there's just so much peace and it's, you can't, you just want it for everyone. You just want everyone to experience, but really to think of, are my actions lining up with what I say my beliefs are? Yeah. Oh yeah. And if I truly believe that God knows, how is it going to change my everyday life? Like it's going to change everything about everything because I no longer have to be the one to know all the things, to control all the things, to do all the things. And I can just live a life of rest. And so I love that this book is a rest book. But as we close, I know that there are a lot of people who are listening who are saying, okay, that sounds good, but I don't know how to get there. Like, I want to be there. And I hear this from so many women so often. They'll say, like, I want to be at the place where I truly trust Jesus, like with everything in my life. 
but I don't know how to get there because all day long I'm living in fear and I'm scared and I feel like I need to control all these details in my life because if I don't, what's going to happen? Talk to the person who's listening, who's saying, I want to be in that place of rest, but I just, I don't even feel like it's possible. I don't know how to get there. I'm just stuck in this loop of fear and it scares me to even get out of that loop. Sure. Well, I mean, I would say, I hear you. I would say also don't complicate this. Don't don't make any assumptions of, I can't do this, it's too much, all of those things, because that alone is probably what's kept you where you are for a very long time. So, you know, my suggestion, and it may seem simple, uh, but it has worked for me in the places that have seemed like imp- impossibilities in my life is really just to do one small thing and just just start. Um, you know, I think even listening to this podcast, I would be proud of yourself because that's a step. Uh, you know, we I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the things we're doing. We miss those. We say, oh, well, that's not what I, I'm not doing that. Well, no, you are. You're listening. You're you are listening, and a lot of people aren't even listening. So you're listening. So that's good. Step one. Let's just already check that off the list, okay? So you've already done that. We might as well keep going. Um, you know, the second thing I would say is just, even if you're not a person of faith, I would highly recommend you pray. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, one of the things, what practices that I do because it just kind of, I think sometimes our body language really changes the posture of our heart, which that just is kind of a fancy phrase for just saying it just kind of makes you feel as if you are being open, whatever you do with your body. So I often will sit and just put my palms up and pray and just say, Lord, I'm here. That's a very simple, you know, phrase, I'm here. Um, and just ask the Lord, you know, would you please speak to me or help me? Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy at all. In fact, I don't know. I can't say this for sure, but I don't think the Lord um, needs us to be fancy. And so I think we just say that, and I believe that that there will be something for you, um, and mostly just probably something you feel in your heart that you're connecting with the Lord there. And I would start there and make it very simple. And a continued practice of doing that is really important, that consistency. And um, I, I do recommend that you get the book because I feel like that fear loop will help you as you read that in the chapter. But I think that's really important for you to continue to stay open like that and praying that you would move forward. But taking those simple steps of doing one thing like that and moving forward with your day is very, very important. Yeah, so that that's what I would recommend. And I love that it's that posture of opening up our hands, even just that simple step, like that takes a lot of us laying down, Mm -hmm. like laying down our control, laying down what we're hanging onto, what we're trying to do in our own strength and just releasing it. And I love how you're just like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's like, I don't even know why I'm here, but I'm here. And I think when we just cry out to God, even if we don't believe that He's going to answer us, we're going to start paying attention 
to these little things throughout our day where it is him showing up and we, we anticipate then where is he going to show up? I think when I start my day with just giving it to God and opening up my hands and just saying, God, like I need you today. Mm-hmm. I start seeing him in ways that I wouldn't have seen him before because I've invited him in and just really saying, I need your help. I'm leaning on you. So I love that. I'm just so appreciative for you being willing to do the hard work of writing these three books that are very, very impactful of prioritizing Jesus over everything, of really working through our stuff, through the hard good. And then this new book, God Knows, this book of what it looks like to rest in Him. Like the subtitle says, when your worries and whys need more than temporary relief. And so anyone who's listening, who's feeling like, I've got so many worries, I've got so many whys, and I don't want to be quiet. I'm scared of being quiet because of what all is going to come up. And so I'm trying to numb it. I'm trying to just put on noise so that I don't have to really face what I'm fearing or what I'm feeling. And so this book by Lisa Whittle, so much wisdom. God knows when your worries and whys need more than temporary relief. I just highly recommend that you get a copy and just soak up what it means to live in light of those two words, God knows. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 